Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to talk about overfacing your horse and what that means when you're training for a competition or you're trying to build up your horse's confidence. And especially if you're trying to set your horse up so that way they're going to do well at an upcoming competition and you know there's a particular type of jump or obstacle that you're going to have to cross or complete with your horse. So for me, I've got a pretty recent example training both my thoroughbreds and my Mustang for the upcoming makeover competitions. So I'll share with you guys some details of that and how I'm trying to preserve King's confidence in particular when it comes to the different obstacles as we're training for trail and freestyle for the upcoming thoroughbred makeover, which we're pretty excited about and is gonna be coming up. It's not uh, that far away. Now we're getting down to the home stretch, so to speak. So for us, we were at Fargo Creek Horse Park in Pennsylvania training on their awesome obstacles there. They've got different water features, they've got a waterfall, they've got a splash box, they've got a gate, they've got bridges, they've got rolly bridges, they've got teeter-totters, they've got all sorts of things that are there. And probably one of the harder things when you come to an obstacle park like that is to be careful to just work with your horse within what they're ready to do and not get so excited about all of the different things that are there trying to do every possible thing because your horse can get to a place where it's just too much and they check out and they don't want to participate anymore or the horse starts to get a little bit anxious and fidgety and if you don't bring them back down to calm then it's just going to escalate from there. So for me, how this kind of translates with King being careful not to overface him is I know that he struggles with obstacles that move under his feet. They worry him a little bit, causes him to scramble sometimes or fall off the edge or jump off the edge, things like that. So I know that they're hard for him. So for example, I've done some teeter-totters with him in the past and they've been a harder obstacle for him where he has... um, needed to stop and slow down and just take a little bit more time and we had to work through him realizing not to jump off of them and that was something that he had to work through and so at the obstacle park at Fargo Creek it was like okay we're gonna do the teeter-totter and sure enough he jumped off the end of it and I had to work a little bit he actually did really well got him to slow down and uh, stop and walk off of it and so that was really good for him and what was interesting is you know he he was able to be successful at all of the other obstacles too he's doing really really well and they had some of these other obstacles there that were really really tricky and moving for example they had a suspension bridge the suspension bridge is kind of a neat obstacle because it moves as you walk onto it it's literally think of a kind of set of plank of boards that are attached to a base on either side using kind of like a thick rope or a cable of some kind. So that way as you step on it, it swings, it moves, it creaks a little bit. So you have a little bit of that noise factor and that moving under the feet. But also this particular suspension bridge was about two feet or so off the ground. So if your horse did scramble and wiggle or something like that, they could fall off the side of it. Now two feet is a decent enough drop that it could potentially scare a horse, but I don't think it would actually really hurt them. And I did actually have my little Mustang go over it and Newton, who is my other horse that's training for the thoroughbred makeover with two students of mine, uh, he went over it 
no problem, you know, kind of looked at it a little bit, but went over that no problem. But for King, I knew that for him, he already had overcome his fear of the teeter-totter and I know what a big deal that was for him. So I thought there's no point even attempting this suspension bridge, even though it looks super cool that my other horses, Newton and Dulcie, did it just fine. I knew that it really wasn't applicable to what I needed to train for for the thoroughbred makeover and that if I did do it, there was the potential that he could really scare himself with that obstacle and that it just wouldn't be worth it. Now, this might seem like I'm going against some of my other advice that I give, which is that you need to raise the level of easy so that way when you get to the show, it is really easy. And what I mean by that is if you start to do you know, narrow bridges or you start to do higher jumps, for example, that becomes your new easy, that becomes your new normal. So then when you get to the show and let's say you've been practicing jumping three feet and you go to the show to compete at two foot six, you walk in and it feels easy and it feels really comfortable. Or if you do obstacles and you're used to doing really narrow bridges and you set your poles for your back throughs really narrow and then you get to the shows and they're much wider, you are set up for success in the sense of your horse feeling like, okay, like, yeah, I totally got this. This is like warm up rather than what you actually work on. And that's a general rule of thumb that I think a lot of people practice at our farm. For example, we have a rule that whatever you regularly jump at home in your courses, when you compete, you compete at the height that is three inches lower or one hole lower. And that's just to account for the nerves of both the rider and the horse and to just help it be a success. So when I give that kind of advice of, you know, raise the level of easy so that way when you get to the show, uh, whatever it is you're doing does seem easy. It might sound like, well, then you know, why didn't you do the suspension bridge? Because that would be raising the level of easy if you were doing stuff like that. And that would be a fair point to make out. And in this particular instance, it would be trying to think about not bringing my horse into a nine too many times. And so what I mean by that is on the harmony energy scale, if you're taking your horse to a point where they're feeling really anxious, you know, that's not really the goal of training and that's gonna cause your horse to become more anxious and if anything, when they start to approach obstacles, they could be thinking, oh, like, I wonder if this one moves. I wonder if this one drops. Think of it this way. If you have a fear of spiders, because that's what my fear is, and if every time you go through a red door, there is spiders on the other side of varying degrees, then you're going to start to have anxiety over going through red doors. It's going to trigger something in you. And so with King, who didn't really like things that move, although surprisingly, he's really good at crossing mattresses, but for whatever reason, with the teeter-totters, you know, that was a hard for one for him to overcome, that if every time I ask him to step up onto a bridge, it moves in some way, if I don't give him enough time to have confidence with that one particular object, then what's going to happen is every time he approaches a new bridge, he's going to be thinking how is this going to move and not in a good you know excited to do this way but in a fearful anxious way because he's not really ready and so the biggest thing with horses that get worked up about something get anxious about something is they need the opportunity to stay at that level 
until it really does become easy for them. And so at this point in time, when I go off-site to obstacle parks and he does a teeter-totter, that still works him up a little bit. Not anything awful, and I'm sure most people, if they were to look at him, they would say, oh, like, that's fine, like, that's no big deal, you know, my horse does a lot worse. But for me, I'm so in tune with my horses being relaxed and understanding and really confident, and I really do strive to have that relaxation piece with my horses because I know that is what's going to set them up to be successful at the shows ultimately is if my horses go in really relaxed and confident. So for him, as long as he keeps showing up to these obstacle parks and getting a little bit upset at the teeter-totters, I'm going to work on getting those super confident, which is how I had him leaving this obstacle park, which I'm super happy and proud about, that he was able to stop at the edge of the teeter-totter, that he was able to walk off without jumping off, and he was able to do it relaxed enough that I was able to put my little three-year-old Evelyn up on him, and she did some obstacles, including the teeter-totter, and he was able to pause at the end of it and walk off of it, so I was really happy about that. So until we can start going to more obstacle parks where he goes and he's able to settle on that teeter-totter either right away or relatively quickly, then I'll know that he's ready to try other types of moving bridges and things like that. But otherwise, we're going to stay away from them for now because the last thing I need is to show up in Kentucky where we are not going to find a suspension bridge, you know, knock on wood because who knows what you're going to see, but based on past experience we really just see solid bridges that we have to cross we've had lots of different types of solid bridges that we've had to cross over or things that we've had to step on the water boxes that we've had to go through and there's no point working him up where he's worried about if something's going to move or not I'd rather him be focusing on keeping his feet on the bridge and just really learning to be confident in that and we'll keep working on the teeter-totter which is something that we might get and if that means that in a couple weeks I have time to try some other things I might or depending on if it's how close it is to Kentucky and to the thoroughbred makeover I probably won't another example is with the water King has only been to one other place with water and that was hard for him to go and it took us probably I don't know 40 minutes or so of patience to get him in the water and it was kind of a big deal for him and when we showed up to the water here at this facility he again at the they had two different waters which was awesome and the first water he again took quite a bit of time to settle and relax and go in it was pretty hard for him he stood there and had to really think about it and I'm not the type of person to use excessive amounts of pressure so I didn't push him to a point of needing to rear or something like that but definitely if you're the type of person to rush a horse into something like that I could definitely see him acting out remember that King is the horse that didn't race because they couldn't get him into a racing gate so that kind of goes to speak for the fact that he could have a really big no response and could take him a really long time and I've definitely done so much yes horse work with him through the Harmony Horsemanship program that he's gotten so much better at saying yes and he tries really really hard and it took a while to get him into the water not super long and then we went up to the second water and there was a a waterfall there which was a little overwhelming so we unplugged the waterfall and let him get in the water and and go out and then we turned the waterfall on and he was able to do it just great 
but part of the water which is really cool at Fargo Creek is they have a normal kind of slope that you can go into the water like just a gradual incline and then they had some logs that made some drops so you could jump into or out of the water and a set of uh, stairs to go out of the water too which is super cool and fun to go on and so with King I walked him in or we even worked up to trotting into the water through the gradual incline but I only used the stairs or those um, logs to go out of the water and to ask him to leave and I didn't take him into the water off of those drops or off of those stairs and the reason why I didn't is because it took him uh, enough time to just get settled going confidently into the water I was really proud of him walk trot and who knows it probably could have gone just fine but I thought in the event that he puts on a big no and says he's not doing it I really don't have options to adjust that to make it easier for him and he either goes off the drop into the water or he doesn't but I it's not like I can um, like easily turn him around and back into it I can't um, get him to just put one foot in the water like he, he basically has to just go into the water so I don't really have options to help him so I decided not to tempt it I decided to use some restraint and just say you know what he's going confidently into the water on the gradual incline which is what I need for Kentucky is I need him to go just into water on a regular kind of slope and I just want that super confident and same thing if I can go to the next obstacle park and he can just go into the water on the first try without any hesitation then I think he'll be ready to try some little tiny drop downs and things like that but otherwise it's just not worth asking him something that's potentially beyond his means and may not have the ability to make it easier for him to help him get into the water and if you ask your horse to do something it's really important that you can achieve it in some way even if let's say you're asking your horse to jump and you have to pay, make the jump lower at least you can make the jump lower and the horse still does the same jump and with obstacles it's a lot harder to adjust them for your horse or make them smaller or easier so it means that you have to really think about what is your horse ready to do and be very careful not to overface them. And if you do overface them, then you run the risk of just making them anxious at trying new things because uh, you're pushing them beyond their level. And so it's good to stretch our horses a little bit. We build our confidence when we push out of our comfort zone a little bit. But if you're pushing too far, then you're overwhelming and you're gonna just cause that horse to become really worried and escalate in their energy rather than helping them become confident. So you have to be really careful about that. And just one more uh, option to share with you guys is we were doing the water box and the water box had a piece of plywood in it which is, makes it called a Vegas box which is where the piece of plywood floats on top of the water and it's got holes in it so when the horse steps on the piece of plywood it sinks to the bottom and the water rushes through the holes and it's super cool it's got a neat effect to it and my little Mustang did it and she was super awesome at it and I did ask King to do that and he did do it and, and we did get it pretty decent and then I decided to take that board out because he was a little bit kind of hesitating or he kind of like step into it and kind of like stop and wait for it to sink before he goes and definitely for the thoroughbred makeover I need him to just step into a water box and just go smoothly across it with zero hesitation whatsoever so I decided to take that board out 
so it was just a normal water box and we practiced that a couple times and then when we went out the next day we practiced it again without that uh, board in it and leading up to the makeover we're not going to bother practicing that with a, a Vegas uh, plywood in it because we're not going to see that at the makeover and there's no point doing that with him because it would just be potentially overwhelming for him and it might be causing him to have that hesitation in there because he's bracing to see if there's going to be something that sinks there for him. Again, it's just one of those moving things. So really think about what your horse is ready for. It's always great to strive to get your horse really relaxed and understanding of what you want them to do before you progress them to the next level and just really honor where your horse is at. It's so hard when you go to an offsite experience or you're somewhere new and there's new obstacles to play with and you want to do everything because it all looks really fun and amazing. And it's so hard to just tone yourself back and say, okay, like my horse had issues with this or my horse struggled with that. So that's enough for today of that type of obstacle at that level. And we're going to go and do some other easy things instead. Keep it successful, keep it happy, and then ultimately your horse will be better for it. And next time you go, they'll be ready to try even more new things. So I hope you guys learned something new. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at harmonyhorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, lindsaypartridge.com. That's lindsay with an E, partridge.com or harmonyhorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.